Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. And it's understandable if you come from crisis or survival, which are very uncomfortable states, it causes you to only want comfort. When you're in pain, you just want the pain to go away. So many people will stay in security for their entire life, not being uh, moved or inspired to see what they can do. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In this three-part series, we'll be revisiting the five stages of engagement, crisis, survival, security, thrival, and flow. But this time, we're going to examine the model through the lens of accountability. If this is a new concept for you, you won't be lost starting with this episode, but you can find a more foundational introduction to the model back in episodes 90 through 94. You'll find links to all those episodes in the show notes, or you can find them in whatever app you're using to listen to the show right now. This series was originally recorded as part of the Accountability Path 2.0 course from courses.clearandopen.com. If you want to commit to doing this work and move toward a more engaged state of being, a more responsible, powerful place, the next best step is this course. You can find a link to the course in the show notes, and the full course catalog is available at courses.clearandopen.com. Thanks so much for listening. On with the show. For some of you, the five stages of engagement will be review, but um, this will be in a new um, context if you haven't heard about it before. So the five stages of engagement is a, a, it's similar to Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we all probably learned in high school if we bothered to go. If you didn't, I understand. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, the idea behind it is, well, let me just tell you what the five stages are. The first stage is crisis. Let me give you the first five. Crisis, survival, security, thrival, and flow. And I have a podcast, I believe it's uh, around 90, 90 through 94, maybe. I've told so many people about it, I actually remember the number. I did a presentation on uh, the five stages of engagement. It would be worth listening to. I'll put it in the assignment probably. But I'll go over these stages briefly. And these really are about stages of consciousness. They're ways of relating to the world. So the crisis stage is one of acute overwhelm, acute, intense, content-based. And it can be all of these stages can be something that you're in for a decade or a lifetime or a minute. But they're most useful to look in, in the, the longer story arcs, you know, where you generally live. Most people don't live in crisis, but there are some people. You probably know them where it's just like there's one drama after another in their life such that they're never really centered or uh, calm. And what's most important about these first two stages is it ties directly into uh, what I talked about before about the acute stress response, ASR, acute stress response. That is fight, flight, freeze, or appease. 
And when you're in either of the first two phases, uh, crisis or survival, you're basically in a constant state of acute stress response. And as the name suggests, it's very stressful, isn't it? So one of the more remarkable things I've learned over the years that really surprised me was the degree to which people's intelligence and awareness could be subtracted by stress. And uh, I wouldn't have thought of that at all, but when I, it was specifically about helping people get organized. I remember the, the, the case where it really hit me was I, uh, I've worked with two different produce distribution companies, and this was one of them. And produce distribution is like commodities trading only with boxes of stuff that will go bad. Can you imagine you've got like, you know, 10 boxes of avocados that you got for, you know, X dollars a piece, and you've got like two days to sell them for X plus $10 a piece. And the guy I was working with, and then it's like that times a hundred, like that's all the different kinds of produce you have. And the gentleman I spoke to, um, well, let's call him Bob. He didn't have an office. He walked around the floor, like a hundred employees, constantly getting interrupted by his employees, constantly getting phone calls. And, uh, his father had an office who no longer worked in the business, but came in every once in a while and like shuffled papers around and hung out and made himself feel useful. But he didn't have a business. Fascinating, isn't it? So what I discovered was Bob was, um, well, Bob presented as, as profoundly unintelligent. He didn't remember assignments. He didn't remember principles. We talked about stuff for an hour and then two, one or two meetings later, uh, it was like we never had the conversation. And that was right around when I started to see the importance of helping people get organized. And when I found out he didn't have an office, that was when I was like, okay, you're taking over your father's office and let me know how you're going to do that. Let's create a plan here and clean all the stuff out and have an office. And several weeks later, he sent me a spreadsheet. I didn't even know he knew how to use spreadsheets. He sent me a spreadsheet which was a pro forma uh, analysis of like what would be possible if he opened up two other product lines, including consulting. And I was like, who, are, who is this person? And what have you done with Bob? Because he was just completely different. It was totally remarkable. And that was when I started to see, oh, Becoming more intelligent or more aware is not an additive process. It's a subtractive one. That was one of the ways in which I saw it. He was quite an intelligent guy, but he had a system in place to dumb him down. And that system was overwhelm. And that was when I started to make getting people out of overwhelm. I was, I don't know, six, seven years into coaching at that time. Getting people out of overwhelm became my top priority. Because what I saw was I'd been teaching people, here's stuff you can think about, here's things you can do. And it was like, you know, telling someone to run a marathon while their ankles were tied together. Untie the ankles, they'll do much better. So that's the most important thing to get about uh, crisis and survival. Crisis is the acute state of drama, 
And survival is sort of the more chronic, um, moderated, diluted version of just constant stress. And most, I'd say the majority, at least a simple majority of the population of the world live in those bottom two phases. And so that's why uh, education is so absurd. You know, you hear about this in um, uh, inner city schools, right? It's a common part of the conversation. Teachers are trying to teach children and the classroom sizes are too big and the kids are showing up to school hungry or they didn't have and or they didn't have time to do their homework because they were helping their alcoholic parent get into bed last night and taking care of them or that kind of stuff that person lives somewhere between crisis and survival and the then this was where maslow's hierarchy of needs comes in the the brain the spirit whatever you want to call it the being is just going to prioritize the energy is going to go to where's my next meal? How do I make sure the person who takes care of me is okay? That's going to be more important than algebra, right? It's just allocation of resources. It's the same way if you run out of oxygen, the, the, your, the muscles, the energy in your extremities are the first thing to go because the body is trying to preserve the heart and the brain. So... The most important thing, this is why overwhelm is so important. And the most important thing, just really basic stuff that anyone can do, whether they're highly functional or not, is attend constantly to their level of overwhelm and whatever other kinds of drama are showing up in their life. Because, you know, just overwhelm, having too much on your plate, having, it can be really simple, having a to-do list that you don't complete every day. That creates overwhelm. It can be very subtle and insidious. It doesn't have to be that you know someone really close to you just died. That will create an acute overwhelm, certainly. But look for the subtle places. And this is what the Course Clear Workspace Open Mind is all about. It's about exhaustively looking for all the ways in which you could be enduring overwhelm. Because whether you're living in one of those first two phases, crisis or overwhelm, for a long period of time or even for just a day here and there, it radically impacts your ability to operate at a high level. Okay, enough on that. Any questions on this, just jump in. Uh, one more thing about five stages as a whole. There's no judgment here. And it's, it's easy to look at, okay, we have a hierarchy and eventually you're supposed to get to five or whatever. But that's um, it's not really a should or a supposed to. Because the circumstances into which you were born certainly are going to have a big impact, right? Your conditioning, your um, experiences, there's no should here. It's just wherever you are, that's where you are. For example, I was basically born into security. I never had to deal with crisis or overwhelm in any kind of significant long-term way. My parents did, but I was born into security. So... I had a leg up, if you will. Right. So it's just about looking at where you are and seeing what the next uh, next stage is for you. So the third stage is, I guess I talk, I've talked about enough. I think survival and crisis are simple, basic enough, or self-explanatory enough. 
security is where for for most people what the the dream is they're trying to get to a place where tomorrow is a lot like today it's about stability and the for people in the bottom two phases security looks like a dream right absence of drama predictability a savings account a retirement account not necessarily living any kind of extravagant lifestyle not necessarily owning elective things like boats or second homes it's not necessarily about that but just a plan to have a home maybe pay off the mortgage by the time you're 65 and be able to sit on the couch and do crossword puzzles while you you know drain the rest of your pension and that's the dream for many many people and i completely understand why usually that's the dream for people who that was my father by the way the crossword puzzle thing i was a slight dig against my father cuz that's what he does so my parents as i said they were um they were probably born more in survival um they they had a, a tougher childhoods for sure than i did and then they achieved security and then they stayed there like it was a religion uh, my father uh, worked the same job for 35 years. My mother basically the same for about 20 years. There, the, there were no dreams of like, what could be, who could I become? There's not this um, exploration of personal power or self-expression or anything like that. It's just about really, it's the, there's just one word that sums the whole thing up. It's comfort. And it's understandable if you come from crisis or survival, which are very uncomfortable states, it causes you to only want comfort, right? That makes sense. When you're in pain, you just want the pain to go away. So many people will stay in security for their entire life at that point, not being uh, moved or inspired to see what they can do. But for those who get bored of security, they will move on to thrival. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.